if you're just trying to think of yourself or what will happen to you, I think you're you're being selfish in a way. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you don't you're you're thinking of yourself more. You just have to think of what value you can offer to the people, to the students that will attend your workshop. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and welcome to the another episode of the Design Life Show. In this episode, I'm chatting with Reggie from the sunny Philippines. He is a lettering artist and designer. He is really passionate about letter forms and he loves the process of creating a purposeful look that's visually appealing and easy to remember. In this episode, we talk about his design life stories from ground up, how he was able to pursue his passion while having a day job, the importance of surrounding yourself with like-minded people, actionable steps on how to have the right clients for your side hustle, the right mindset when putting your works out there, and practical insights on building your personal brand, and much, much more. So Reggie and I met in a freelancing uh, event uh, last month, I think uh, three months ago, I think so. He, uh, I invited, I invited him into the show because we have a very uh, similar stories. I think so, and I think a lot of uh, creatives right now are really struggling to find that balance on crafting their own passion project while having a nine-to-five job. So Reggie is one of those that I think can give a lot of value on the podcast. So I decided to invite him and i really really love this episode and i hopefully you've loved this episode too and if you find this valuable don't uh don't hesitate to share it with your colleagues family or friends and even strangers why not right so for those who are asking how to support the show you can go to the design show.com and you can subscribe to any of your favorite podcast app tdls is available on soundcloud apple podcasts or our Google podcast, uh, in any of your favorite podcast app, actually, it's really available. And if you love to support the show, you can go to thedesignliveshow.com. You can check all the information about this crazy mission on helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life. Okay, so let's go jump in into this week's episode. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. You're listening to The Design Life Show, a podcast that's helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life. It's me, Jake Rice, a designer from the Philippines, best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism. I'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey, their process, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Hey everyone, welcome to the another episode of TDLS. It's me again, Jay Christ, and I'm super pumped today. Actually, tonight, right? So I'm here with Reggie, uh, our friend from Bacoor, Cavite. So he's also from the South, like me. So welcome to the show, Reggie. How are you, man? Uh, good, I'm doing good. Yeah, thank you so much for accepting my invitation. So actually, this is the take two. Nagkamali <laughs> yung first time. So, uh, bro, so so thank you so much for accepting my invitation, right? So just to give context in this episode, can you share a little bit about your background and what are you doing right now? Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, thank you for inviting me, Jake, for this 
for an episode of your podcast. So right now I'm actually um, working at a nine to five or rather rather eight to five. <laughs> I have a day job right now. I'm I'm an electronics yes. engineer graduate. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently working at a semiconductor company, but uh, I'm I have a creative side hustle. I'm doing lettering and calligraphy on the side. So for this year, I started teaching um, brush pen calligraphy workshops. Then uh, I also started uh, a clothing line with my fiancé. So we started attending events and that's where we meet. That's where we met the, the freelancer fair. Yeah, yes. And, and I'm trying to uh, also taking some uh, client work on the, on the side. So I'm trying to juggle all of that while having a day job and while preparing for my wedding, uh, <laughs> which is happening in three time. Wow, congrats. Congrats. We recording yeah. this. Congrats in advance. Thanks. Yeah. So uh, just, uh, I think you, uh, I have a lot of to, uh, a lot, I have a lot of questions for that because you're, you're, you're doing a lot of things right now, right? So can you, uh, can you just give a little bit about how do you started before you uh before you uh you decided to uh, build or create your side hustle as a lettering artist and a designer okay it all started when um i, I was really trying to look for my passion so mm-hmm. when i was still when i started working i know that i need to find something that will really you know the saying that um find something you'd have to do and you will never work a day in your life. So I, that really st- uh, mm-hmm. stuck with me. So it also started with when I uh, read about the speech of Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. the, the Stanford speech where he, he said that you have to really find the, the thing that you love. And that's, that's, what, that's when it started. So I was really trying to uh, know myself more and trying to explore other opportunities on how to earn money yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> while doing something. Then mm-hmm. along the way, uh, I realized that I was really uh, passionate with design. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I always admired the uh, posters, the album covers, even the sports logos. So I was always drawn to that. So I realized that um, when I was a kid, when I was still in elementary, during the break, during the school or school, during the school time, yep. mm-hmm. I'm always trying to doodle at the back of my notebook. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's common with a, with a lot of artists, right? So yeah. I, at, the back, at, at the back of my notebook, you will always see the uh, uh. different types of letterings. I would always try to let to a uh, I realized that that's something that I was doing way back, mm-hmm. and during my exploration phase, I was I stumbled upon Graphica Manila. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I know you're attending Graphica, right? Yeah, I'm a fan of uh, Graphica Manila. Actually, yeah. it's my second time to attend last last Quiz Do event. <laughs> yeah, Quiz Do is the main event, right? My first time was back in 2014. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
I remember that uh, I was just trying to search online for some. I want to learn more about graphic design. So yeah. I was searching online, then I found about this conference about a design conference that is happening in Manila. Mm-hmm. So I stumbled upon Manila, and it is happening. Way so I just okay. I'll just buy a ticket and just see what was in it. So I'm not a I'm not I'm not a design person back then. I'm I'm still working as an engineer. Mm-hmm. So I don't really I'm not really aware of what what it is or how the design community works so yeah uh one of the speakers back then was Jessica Hish so yeah. mm-hmm. when i heard her speak i realized that oh can i curse <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> you can curse oh shit that's that's, uh, that's, 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 that's the, the thing that i was yeah. doing when Okay, that's the aha moment. I never realized. That, yeah, that's aha. I never realized that there was a career doing lettering. Yeah. That's when a whole a whole new world opened. So that's when it's uh, that's when it started. Then after mm-hmm. that, uh, I was over. Uh, I was trying to explore a lot of things, trying to attend different events. Yep. And then. Uh, around 2015, that's when I started uh, uploading my lettering work and just really started teaching myself how to do hand lettering. Mm-hmm. So I enrolled in courses online and then I started also learning calligraphy. And then I think the, the rest is history. So I'll, yes, I, I just started just started building my uh, my brand uh, one step at a time. Yeah, that's really cool. I, yeah, I think it's really awesome to look back. What's your uh, look back on your journey? Because because a lot of creatives right now are really uh, struggling to to really you know start their own creative path or their own creative journey. I, I think it's really valuable to uh, to share that as well. And thanks for sharing that. Uh, I'm I'm just curious. Uh, read you uh you mm-hmm. into engineering and then uh it's a little bit too far in design right uh, how how do you how do you uh you know how do you find those two things in one place can you can you explain <laughs> how 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 do you manage uh, manage that as well as uh, having a nine to uh actually eight to eight to ten or eight to Then job eight to five eight to five job here That's in the okay. Philippines, right? So, uh, how do you handle as well that uh, on the uh, on the other hand as a letterer and a designer? Yeah, I think there's nothing in common <laughs> with what I do, but I think that the, the the most common thing that I can think of is way back in college we are writing reports, yeah. we are submitting lab reports. For our subjects, I'm an I'm an ECE electronics engineer, yes. so mm-hmm. we have this lab, lab reports. Have to hand it should it should, it should be handwritten using engineering lettering, so that's the closest wow. thing that engineering is related to lettering. Yeah, <laughs> so it's too right interesting. now. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm just trying to to balance things, and it's really difficult to to balance your time especially for example after work you're really tired and 
for and and for us the nature of our work it's there are times that it would be really we really have to render some overtime and that uh, you said eight to ten that that also happens <laughs> that also happens from time to time with, with our job actually it happens to me <laughs> i think eight to twelve sometimes <laughs> that's uh, uh when you're uh, in a pioneering team right so it's really difficult uh, to handle schedules when i'm when i was a full time or in house designer back then yeah in house designer yeah so <laughs> at least you're a designer <laughs> so me i don't really have I don't really practice design at work yeah but mm-hmm. uh, i just took it as a uh, mm-hmm. challenge because yep. mm-hmm. and i know that having a day job uh, it is not a hindrance for me so the way i think of it is my day job helps me um, do my passion or build my my side hustle. Yeah. Uh, because I'm I'm mm-hmm. a fan of if you're familiar with um, <clears throat> um Sean McCabe of um, SeanWest.com. So when I was yeah. starting to learn lettering, uh, I bought one of his courses. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's available. Uh, but I bought one of his courses. He's, he was really famous for doing hand lettering back then. Yep. And he, he also has this book called the um, Overlap Technique. Yep, Overlap. Mm-hmm. Overlap, Overlap books. So that's that's where I'm trying. That's how I look at my day job right now. Is I need my yeah. day job to handle my finances. Yep. So I won't really force myself to earn from my passion because. Mm-hmm. If I do that, I I might eventually get burned out and get frustrated, and I might I mm-hmm. might start hating <laughs> doing design. Yeah. So right now I have the luxury of um trying to when I get uh, a lot of clients uh, inquiries, client inquiries. So mm-hmm. I have the luxury of picking which one I could work for instead of if you're not really earning, if you're not financially stable right now, you'll just. Yes try to compromise every project that comes along the way. Yeah, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I, I connect uh, thing with your story because back then when I, uh, when I, am, when I have a nine-to-five job because I think uh, it's really hard to balance it out. Really, it's really, really hard. It's, uh, that's the truth. <laughs> that's the, the reality, especially here in the PH. It's uh, the work condition and the shifting schedule is really... Uh, 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 it will it will really hurt your butt, or it will really hurt uh, hurt your health as well. Uh, and then at the time, mm-hmm. I actually uh, also building my portfolio, building my brand. And then, and the the good thing about it is, your uh, like what Reggie said, you you have the luxury to choose uh, the projects that you want to. Uh, to do or to work on right it's it's really great because you have your uh, you have your safe place at the same time and uh, you have your exploration or playground for me that that's the, the uh, that's where that's why that's how i describe it back then and it's really fascinating also as well that uh, uh for me lettering or design is really uh uh a true job now, right? So back then, it's it's kind of a tricky to. Uh, is it really do do uh, 
uh, can I earn from that, right? So that's the the big questions back then, right? So uh, speaking of earning, uh, Reggie, can you share your first, uh, how, how do you find your client uh, while having a full-time job? Can you share a little bit about that? The, the process you should yep, your uh, your process how, yeah, from finding, building it yep mm-hmm. from building your brand yeah for finding clients uh, usually right now I, I think I don't it's more of the network that I have right now yes so most of the inquiry that I am getting are within uh, the freelancing the freelance network that I mm-hmm. built yeah uh, starting last year so I, last year I started uh, Last year, I was really struggling with finding, uh, with doing freelancing alone. Mm-hmm. So I figured that if I want to do freelancing, I, I really need to find a community or find other freelancers that I could really relate to. Or you have to, I have to find that like-minded people that are already related because most of my friends can't relate to what I was trying to do. So they they are just telling me that yeah just take uh, just take with your job uh, you have a great job so yeah. <laughs> but I know I know that it is mm-hmm. it is something that there's there's something else that I really want to do and that's to be a freelance lettering artist and yep. designer got it for mm-hmm. me I started uh, yep. I started networking with other freelancers and once I built my network I. Everyone already know, know that I'm the one who's doing lettering. I'm the one who's designing logos. So most of the yeah. increase that I get are from that same network. Same network. Got it. I think Reggie has a great insight on this uh, topic because a lot of creatives are really introverted and <laughs> don't know how to network, right? So actually, I, I'm uh, I've been there before because I don't know how to uh, talk or to start a conversation in a, in a networking event. So uh, literally, like what Reggie said, you just need to uh, push yourself further and then uh, literally just throw yourself out there. <laughs> just don't hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. because I, I think community, like, uh, community is really a great way to find clients. And uh, actually, uh, on, uh, there's a lot of community online and creative community online and that's really amazing to see the how it grown so fast so fast within the within a mm-hmm. uh, few years because i see a lot of progress and i see a lot of creatives that are really doing their good uh, their job or their works that's that's really amazing right yeah mm-hmm. so uh, uh actually for those who are listening we've met uh, uh we've Reggie and I first met at Freelancer Fair, so that's uh, that's uh, an event for yes, yes, for every freelancer. So I, uh, I, I, but we've all we've been friends online, so we've been into. Uh, I think we've also met on Dribble community, and it's really uh, and I find your design really interesting because uh, I I also want to draw or or to. Ha- uh, to to create letterings back then, but uh, uh, lettering don't like me anymore. So <laughs> so that's it. Uh, I think 
uh, Reggie has a great design because I also bought a T-shirt and I have it. I have it here on my uh, on my yeah. home office. Yeah. It's really Thanks. great. So, Ned, for those who are listening, if you're uh, really uh, introverted or you're really uh, struggling to find clients, I think networking, like what Reggie said, is really one way that you can uh, do uh, right now. As in right now, if you're listening, so if uh, you just have to find uh, like-minded people, and you will find your uh, best clients or best uh, best team. For, for your business or for your side asset, right? Uh, just to go back, uh, bro, for, uh, with your journey. So you've been into, you know, engineering and right now you're into uh, to lettering and design. So how do you came up with, uh, with uh, you know, with ideas on creating designs? Because I think engineering is more technical. Design is more aesthetics and yeah. something like that right so can you share your process and story for that topic yeah for my process usually uh, it it really depends on uh, on the client on you just i just have to really dive deep on what the client needs or wants and mm-hmm. then i base my client decisions on what what we talk about for example i did this uh, logo for the the freelance blenders group or yep. mm-hmm. uh, this is part of the freelancer pair so uh so it is i think for me i want to i want it to be a more collaborative effort with the client so mm-hmm. at first before the project starts i really ask i try to ask a lot of questions um the pegs or the sample uh, the feel of the design that they want to achieve or that they like. So mm-hmm. I try to base it on that. So for me, when I also do lettering, it's more of an expressive uh, mm-hmm. expressive way that I base the style on how the words made made me feel. So well, that's yeah. that's usually my process. And then it's more of a uh, communication with the uh, constant communication with the client. So yep. you really have to yep. be clear on the goals and the expectations that you have with the client. So it is mm-hmm. this is the one. This is also one way to avoid having bad clients <laughs> because uh, as I've learned, or I think I, I've heard this from Sean McCabe that there are really no bad clients only bad designers because we didn't really communicate what we want to do with the client mm-hmm. so if there are a lot of provisions that are you are getting with the client maybe it's yeah. maybe you didn't communicate that there's only limited revisions yes. for that project so so i try to include that include that as much as possible uh, mm-hmm. before the project starts and when the client is willing to work with my own process or my own terms and that's when we start the project so it's really really you have to really mm-hmm. uh, learn how to communicate well got it so I think uh, there's a lot of creatives really uh, don't understand this uh, this well right so I think uh, you need to dig dive 
yeah. on the process, uh, on the things that you needed to do first before you kickstart those those project or those uh, those works, right? So do you do all do you also have a little uh, you know contract first or fifty percent down payment? Because I think uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of it's still until now. There's a lot of designers that are, are actually not into this type of uh onto this type of uh thing because uh they just 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 tend to work yeah. uh, on the on that project and then right. suddenly the client will run and then you don't have yeah. any <laughs> without any payment right yeah mm-hmm. i also have that uh, we learned that from Chris, Chris though, right? So yeah, <laughs> that's one of uh, the mm-hmm. teaching that you have you you have to get paid first before doing any type of work. So we also have to learn how to filter our clients. Yes, because most of the designers, I think the one uh, what I noticed is that most of the designers that are here once the, once they get an inquiry, can you do me a logo? Then they yeah. will mm-hmm. already do do. Great, <laughs> without really knowing what's the budget, what's yes. <laughs> how long, how long does it take? So, for me, I mm-hmm. that's what I try to know first. What's uh, first of all, uh, when do they need the project? Because uh, for me, process, I don't really. At least I need the fastest that I could really. I want to create, for example, a logo. I want to create it in around two weeks time. Mm-hmm. So I want to uh, spend much time for the exploration phase so yeah. mm-hmm. because at first I know that there would be a lot of iterations mm-hmm. in your first versions I really want to create a solution that would fit the client's business so if I accept something like I need the logo in two days I if, if a client tells me that they need a logo in two days yep. I <laughs> I don't accept <laughs> that types of project yeah that's really great. So I think it's really great to know that because uh, I think a lot of designers still don't uh, don't recognize the value of uh, asking right question or asking great questions before yeah. doing anything else with your work or with a client, right? So it's interesting also to know more about your process and how do you uh, handle those things because uh, I think it's really valuable for uh, every creative, especially for those who are really getting started on their creative path. Mm-hmm. So, bro, how, man, how how do you uh, you know? Uh, I think you you mentioned that you have a eight to ten job, right? So, how do you handle or balance it out with your personal uh, work or personal uh, uh, personal designs and? I think you've uh, you've grown tremendously throughout the years because you're all, you're also now doing some workshop workshop. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, the, I think the workshop started around um, May this year. So, as I mentioned earlier, I was really uh, trying to network with other freelancers, mm-hmm. and actually the workshop started when someone really pushed me to start start doing workshops at first earlier this year I, I never really planned to mm-hmm. do I never I never imagined that I would already do workshops <laughs> as I am doing yeah. it right now because I'm yeah. I'm not that confident mm-hmm. 
That's a common problem is I'm not that confident with my skills yet. So how and, do you overcome those uh, self-doubt? Yeah, I think <laughs> one, one, one thing that I realized is the way you overcome self-doubt is you just have to actually do it. Because yeah. once you do it, 100%. then there's no more excuse for you that you can't. Mm-hmm. Because you actually, uh, you already tried. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Already know that you can't do it, but yeah, mm-hmm. some of us we just think that uh, we, we just overthink. Yeah. that mm-hmm. they should be perfect. They should be. We also try to wait for the right timing or the right circumstances or the stars to align before doing something. But for me, for the workshop, the way it happened was someone. Uh, really helped me or pushed me to start. So he just uh, introduced me to some person and referred me. Oh, he, he can do a workshop. Off we go. <laughs> That's it. And the first <laughs> workshop that I did, the first workshop that I did, didn't really push through mm-hmm. because I got uh, I got few attendees. It, I think around just two signed up. So I was really thinking about that, okay, do I continue this or not? So I decided to continue. And then uh, my second try, that's where I already got some attendees. And some of my friends helped me promote the workshop. And all my, my siblings also attended <laughs> to support me. Yeah. And some of my other friends. So I, I filled up yeah. it with, with around eight students. And then that's it. It was really a great feeling just uh, having done my first workshop. And wow. mm-hmm. it was something that really, uh, it's one of my goals that I didn't really expect yeah. to happen right away. And wow. that's the, really the importance of connecting with other people because you never know that you'll meet someone that will help uh, push push you towards your dreams. So, I think that's the value of um, hanging out with like-minded people because you'll find you'll find some pushers. These are legal pushers, <laughs> not the drug push pushers. you. <laughs> yeah, not the illegal pushers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these are yes. the, the legal pushers. hundred percent. Your goal. Yeah, I really. And agree. then then. then mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, doing the next workshop, second workshop, mm-hmm. it was really still difficult to gain students, but uh, I managed to pull it through. Then that when the third workshop happened, uh, I I already got a lot of um, inquiries, and I mm-hmm. it, it 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 came to a point that I had to reject some students because the wow. workshop was already full. Mm-hmm. Cool. So wow, that's really great. I hope <laughs> next. After yeah. the wedding, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm I'm just wondering, how do you manage, uh, uh, you know, uh, on the on your first workshop? Because I think a lot of creatives really, uh, really shy. Like you, like like what you said, uh, like what you said, your confidence is really not that uh, high or not that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, you're you're really a low key person as well. I think <laughs> I feel that you're a low key <laughs> person as well, right? So how do you uh, how do you handle your first workshop? How do you uh, stand on the 
uh, on the on, on front in front of your uh, your attendees. Can you share your experience with that? Well, I think what I realized when I was doing uh, before I I'm already thinking that I'm not really that. that my mindset was mm-hmm. my self talk was that I'm not really that great. There are a lot of other this, uh, lettering yeah. artists. There are a lot of colleagues. Mm-hmm. Calligraphers that are better than me. Why me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, uh, what, uh, Sponsor what do I know syndrome. that I can be? Imposter syndrome. Yeah. So, but yeah. I realized that uh, if you know something more than mm-hmm. the other person, then you all have a yep. uh, a right to teach. Mm-hmm. So if I, for, for example, the, the example that I, I always hear is. If you're all reading a book and I'm already at page 100, you're still at page 1, I already know yeah. mm-hmm. more about you. So I can already share a lot of things to you mm-hmm. that that could, that, for example, for calligraphy, for yeah. brush pen calligraphy, the, mm-hmm. the workshop that I'm doing, I already know more than a beginner. So that already qualifies me to teach. Mm-hmm. So, so for the confidence part, that's really... Uh, something that you have you gain once you put yourself out there yeah uh, mm-hmm. if you're not if you're just on your room if you're not posting any work online you it would be really difficult for you to gain some confidence uh, yeah. I think that it would start with just putting yourself out there so and not minding what other people would say mm-hmm. yes and, <laughs> Be proud. Yeah, just yeah. trying to <laughs> just, think that mm-hmm. you're doing this because you love. We just yes. you just love to do this. Mm-hmm. Doing this for yourself. I'm Got posting it. my work, mm-hmm. and if it sucks, I sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm posting it. my work because I want to. My my mindset is I'm posting this right now because I want to look back at it <laughs> two to three years later, how much I improved. So that's just my mindset when putting work out there. So. And now when, when I'm putting myself in front of people, that's also my, uh, you don't, if you're just trying to think of yourself or what will happen to you, I think you're, mm-hmm. you're being selfish in a way. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you don't, you're, you're thinking of yourself more. You just have to think of what uh, value you can offer to the people, to the students that will attend your workshop. So I think that's, that's, how you should, uh, I think that's the mindset that you should take when doing this kind of events. Wow, that's pre- uh, that's really cool. I think uh, that's all the insights you've searched is really, I think, uh, right on point because uh, a lot of creatives really tend to overthink like what you said, right? So I've been there also overthinking and then, nah, and then I realized I just need to get these shits done, right? So just just get things done, and then uh, I also uh, I also always uh, try to emphasize when I'm doing a workshop as well with uh, with a lot of aspiring creatives yeah, is to thinking by doing. I think uh, a lot of creatives really tend to overthink, uh, and they they want to be on the bench rather to be on the court. Uh, something like that right so you have to be that uh that that worker you you need to work harder uh and push yourself further at i think and it's really 
uh, and I realized as well that nobody uh, cares what are sometimes right. No, and there's a lot of people who are are or are really looking at you, but there's a few ones that really uh, care about your sh- what are what your what you are uh, sharing, what are you are telling. Uh, there's there's a few people that really care about your progress and about your journey. And that's the most important thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great, man. So for those who, uh, you know, for those who would like to, to create or get started in, in design and lettering, can you share your best practical advice for them? Best practical advice? Yep. Get started right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get things done. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the one mistake yeah. back then. Yeah, I, I think I when I heard of Jessica Hish back in 2014, uh, it took me around a year before really getting <laughs> something. <Yeah. out>. So <laughs> I started in 2015. So mm-hmm. I'm looking back. I wish I could have started earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sometimes uh, the only thing that's stopping you is yourself. So, I think it's not, not sometimes. Most of the time, the only thing that's stopping you is yourself. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, you have to... <laughs> yeah. So, you just have to get over it and um, you'll never know unless you try. So, that's that's really... Mm-hmm. If, you, if you have... For example, even if it's not something related mm-hmm. to design or something creative, if you're yeah. of something that you really, wanted, you really want to do, for example, we want to learn something, or you think you're passionate with this, then just uh, uh, just take some time and do it, because mm-hmm. uh, for all you know, you're not really passionate with that. It's just the idea of doing that um. is what you're in love with. So yeah. once you get, for example, you get letter, you do letting, but uh, you're not really fond of talking to clients, or you're not really you don't really want to market yourself. So maybe lettering is just a hobby for you. Mm-hmm. So yep. you try something else that you could make make as make make it as a career as a career. Maybe yep. you're really a dancer. So mm-hmm. just try to explore more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's really cool and I think a lot of people really tend to and the word is all, always overthinking, right? So that's really yeah. a great idea to just get started and things get things done. If you find it uh, very interesting, then go for it, push, push, uh, push it, and and that's really uh, a really one way. Or I think, do you think that's the 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 only way to for the creatives? Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of ways. The, the one thing that the one thing that I noticed with, for example, in Graphica, in Graphica, if you notice the speakers there, yeah. the common pattern for the successful designers and artists mm. that speaking in Graphica is they really value the time that they spend for personal projects. Mm-hmm. So they, of, of course, if they're doing some client work, it's something that they just have to do because of work, but one thing that I notice if once they do those passion projects, those uh, the projects that they really want to do, so that's when they find their own style and they get hired more of doing the things that they already love to do and that's where the the magic happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it, 
I think just it just have to start uh, by putting really putting out your projects, putting more of the things that you like like to do out into the world. And I think for for a uh, I think I heard this from a pop a another podcast that every project that you put out there serves as a uh, serves as as a ticket that could eventually win for you. So just have to do more. Just have to do more. That's really amazing for you to share all your experience and your story. And I, I think I just want to add on that because uh, I think I I also realized that uh, your own or crafting your own story is really valuable when it comes to personal branding as well. If you like to market yeah. your uh, your personal brand, I think crafting your own stories or building your personal brand is one of the best way to uh, to climb that ladder. Uh, personal brand is the I think the next big thing for for every creatives. If you want to be more uh, successful or uh, positions yourself as an expert or as a one of the in demand creatives in the industry, I think building your personal brand and crafting your stories is really one of the keys as well. Like what Reggie said, uh, there's a lot of ways to be uh, uh, to be more successful. And just be creative, right? So it's really uh, it's really great to uh, to think more ways to to overcome those uh, those challenges as a creative. So, man, so that's really great. I, I, just to uh, before we wrap up the show, so can you share your best app? Do you have any recommendation app that you are using personally? So I think you're more on traditional art, right? So do do you also use Adobe Creative Suite or something like that? Can you share your uh, recommendations? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, uh, I'm doing lettering more on the paper, pen, uh, pen, pen and paper. So I start with that. Then I also digitize it for a logo design or even t-shirt designs. So I use mostly for t-shirt for for designs that uh, I don't need to be scalable. I just use Photoshop. So, but if it's something for a logo or a branding, I then con, uh, con use Illustrator for that. So I think that's my main main software. The main softwares that I use: Photoshop and Illustrator. Then I think in my workshops. Uh, I also because my workshop is uh, from pen to pixels the title so I teach brush pen calligraphy and then I also teach them how to digitize it using their own their phone so I'm also using the mobile Adobe apps so mainly it's the uh, Photoshop Express and Photoshop Fix you you can you have to explore those mm-hmm. mobile apps because it's really uh, powerful. Especially if you need just some quick edits, you can do a lot yeah. more with just using your phone. Wow! Mm-hmm. So it's it still amazes me how much I can already do with my phone. And also one more app that I can share is Video Shop app. Video Shop. So got it. Video mm-hmm. Shop. It, this is the one that I'm using to shoot calligraphy videos. So if you look at my Instagram, uh, this is the one that I'm used to edit so i because you have to edit it and under a minute 
and you also have if you want to shoot videos for IGTV mm-hmm. vertical videos you can do that with video shop so got it. most of my video editing done on the phone yeah got it so uh, for those who are listening and for those who are really interested on lettering design I think I will put all the links or recommendation that Rajiv said on, on that particular topic and I think it's really valuable for those who are really passionate about lettering. So before we wrap up the show and send uh, send them to your links or to your website, can you share your vision or mission uh, after a year? Where do you find your personal brand uh, a year after uh, from now? From now. Yeah. Uh, my main goal really is to uh, try to draw let, uh, draw and write letters for a living. So I want to make this my full-time career. So I'm, I'm building myself towards that. Then I think for a year, uh, I'm looking at doing more workshops or and teaching a lot of frustrated... I think there are a lot of frustrated creatives that really yeah. needs that push <laughs> to start something or just start yes. doing, even if it's not calligraphy just start growing. Mm-hmm. So I want to help those frustrated creatives uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the, their artistic sides. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's one of my goal. And I think one of my mission eventually would be also to help uh, others start their own creative side hustle. Got so it. there are, I, I know that there are a lot of people uh, are engineers or nurses or accountants out there that really wants to pursue something creative on the side. So yep. Want to help them realize that if they really want to do something like that, that it is already possible right now to make it their full-time career. So, yeah. with the help of the internet, right? So yes. <laughs> anything is possible right now. And I, I with the help of the community as well. Them realize it's possible. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like what we're doing now. We've been there and yep. I, I'm, I hope that I can also share more of my knowledge and my journey and hope mm-hmm. that it will also inspire others to do the same. Yeah, there you go. That's really great. And I'm looking forward to that, bro. So uh, I'm looking all forward also to join your workshop. Uh, I, I will surely sign up if I have the yeah. chance and yeah. <laughs> if my schedules permit. So... Uh, for those who would like to know more about you, about your personal brand, uh, what's your best link and where do you, uh, where they can find you on the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, they can find me at, uh, mainly on Instagram, instagram.com slash reggie.ph. I also have a Facebook page, reggie.ph. And also my main website is uh, reggie.ph, www.reggie.ph. Then yeah. if they have questions or something else, if they need to talk to me, they can reach me at my email, reggie at reggie.ph. That's reggie, single G, R-E-G-I-E dot P-H. So that's it. So for those who are listening and if you love to uh, learn more about Reggie, you can uh, check all the links on our show notes below. If you're using Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, just scroll down and you will find all the links and recommendations that uh, I think really valuable for those who are getting started or for those who are struggling uh, at this moment right now. So uh, I think Reggie is one of the 
best lettering artist that I know. So I really, really highly recommend him. So for those uh, also uh, who, who would like to uh, check all the information or check or to learn more about this uh, this podcast, you can go to thedesignlifeshow.com. That's thedesignlifeshow.com. So that's it. And thank you so much, bro. Uh, man, I really appreciate you, you. for uh, for carving yeah. some time. So I know you're really busy and, and I'm really appreciate. Uh, I'm, I'm really honored to have you on the show. Thank you. Same, same here. I'm really glad to be here. Talk soon, bro. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening to the Design Live Show. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash tdls or go to thedesignlifeshow.com and you can find the donate button on the top to learn more on how you can support the show. And for some cool extra stuff, you can get an access to my private contents like AMAs where I take questions exclusively from Patreon subscribers or check out other stuff I made where I talk about essentialism, design, creativity, and business. I give a lot of value into this podcast that can't be seen anywhere else online. Again, that's patreon.com slash tdls. Thanks for listening to the show and talk to you guys again next week.